1: November 13, 2018 And it's the Relevant Podcast We are in the thick of the holiday season I'm your host, Cameron Strang And here with me in our Orlando studios I'm so glad he's back and We don't have to use fake laugh tracks My brother, on the ones and twos Chandler Strang Hello Chandler, people loved it. Yeah. People loved it. Nobody.
2: I thought it was a, it
0: was a good idea, but it, I, I I saw some, some That's uh, the thing. Pushback. When I
2: was listening to it, I was like, Chandler, I was laughing every time. This is hilarious. <laughs> I, I literally thought I I, I texted Chandler like this, people are gonna love it. This is so funny. Yeah, because it comes out, well, hey, listen, they all can't all be winners, but,
3: yeah. but you're back and you are a winner, podcast. Chandler, so we're glad. <laughs> on the Skype line,
1: on the Skype from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello, and I apologize for nothing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. The Right now, Chandler. Oh, right now.
1: (laughs) Coming from Nashville, Tennessee, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, everybody. And just down the street, uh, author, speaker, podcaster, cowgirl extraordinaire, and F. Downs. Good morning, gents. We have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, the Lone Bellow joins us. Uh, I'm telling you, Zach Williams and Lone Bellow, they are, I mean, that's not their name. Their name's Lone Bellow, but Zach Williams is the guy who started the group. Uh, one of the best, one of my favorite. They're incredible. If you've ever had a chance to see them live, you will never forget it. You'll never forget it. They are an incredible group. Well, now, and that's, so
2: that's kind of the cool thing about this EP that uh, they're talking to us about is, you know, it's songs that they did this kind of... And we, we'll talk about this when we intro them. It's songs that they did this like one mic recording where they wanted to capture that kind of intimacy of them playing some stripped down versions live. So, that you know, they got a couple covers, some new songs, but it's an EP of trying to capture that kind of live energy that they're really known for.
1: The first time I ever saw them perform was they were opening for the Civil Wars. And they were a brand new group. They didn't even have an album yet. They literally in the in the in the lobby were selling a CDR that they burned for the, for the tour. <laughs> Did they write on the top? Yeah, that they Oh, that's. Write, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A totally a blank disc that they just wrote, you know, song names and put a printed a sleeve for it. Um, that's and, where Kanye got the idea for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you, I, I, I learned right then and there. If I was an artist, I would never ever tour with the Lone Bellow because as great as the Civil Wars were the lone bellow totally upstaged them they were unbelievable yeah. everybody's like
3: <laughs> oh i saw that same show and i don't agree but i appreciate your really?
1: opinion interesting
3: yeah i love lone bellow and i listen to them i think they're yeah. great i didn't think they yeah, upstaged civil w- wars i went to the show
1: that you were at as well cameron and i I, I, I didn't i didn't i mean it was they were both very good that's what I. Thought, that's what i remember how diplomatic of let's you.
0: not disparage the lone Bellow. The, the civil wars <laughs> they're, are they're, terrible they're, on, they are
3: terrible. on the show no, no, no no no. I, no, no, no. I'm just saying that's a really strong statement. I would say that they're an exactly good opening fit for Civil Hold War.
1: Hold on. Who, let me ask you this. Who's still making music? Well, that's well does, that does it have to do yeah, with music? Or does it have to do Now they're way better. Oh. Yeah. Right
0: well, now they, they have, have to do with better. Better. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been wondering. The people want to know. What's the inside scoop?
3: Don't think, I, they? I'm not in a Civil War. I don't know. They sure lived up to their name, though, didn't they?
1: Oh, that's funny. That's a good point. Oh, wow. So... Yeah.
3: I would Dude, say the Lone Bellow is awesome, and I'm so glad they're still making music.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Look at all the bands who aren't making music, Lone Bellow, and right? smile, smile, smile. Because
3: you still
0: are, <laughs> and we're still, here. still buying we're it. Still here. it. They're burning here.
1: corpses. Yeah. Like
3: it's 2001. We're, we're still buying here. music at a store.
1: Yeah, where's yeah. DC Talk I now? I love them. I'm
3: yeah. glad they're on the show.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and also, uh, coming up at the end of the show, we have w- what has become... It's own thing. It could be its own podcast. It's an yeah, institution. Could be its that's own that's podcast. Funny. Ask Jesse is coming up later. Uh, you guys send us a lot of life conundrums. And I'm, I'm really excited. ready
3: this time. Jesse put me in the hot seat last time, and this time you're I've got, really been you're doing some. going back in.
1: You're going back in. You did admirably. You did admirably.
2: Morning. I, I kind of yeah. like
0: the dueling counselor. I wish that when I go to, cause I, I go, I go to counseling sometimes. I wish I had two. Like I'd say the problem and then I'd let them hash it. I like the choose your own adventure element of having two (laughs) wise voices come in and offer me perspective. You like to
2: have one like, you know, good listener who gives like genuine, thoughtful advice based on insight and empathy. Yeah. We also like to have Annie. Um, and so <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I think we should I mean, oh maybe God. we need to like evolve it and just make this a duo and and, and, uh, and no, do no, like no. one it of those it yes. ask Jesse. No, it no maybe it's hard. one Jesse. of those Hollywood couple uh, no, naming no. things and we just, it's ask Janny. Ask Janny yes. coming up Ooh, Ask yes. Janny. I like uh, it. Yeah, ask ask Janny.
2: <laughs> y'all are kind of like, like the like devil Annie. and the
0: angel on my shoulder, yes. giving me advice. But what you don't know is, Annie, I think you're kind of the devil in this I'm situation. The devil. I, I, know. And I know. the one exactly steering me, in story. trying to steer me the right fully direction, aware. <laughs> straight and narrow. Uh, I I'm
2: the one like leaning on the shoulder with like one elbow, taking a drag from a vape pen, being like, you know what you should do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You need, you need a fake identity. You need to create a fake persona. Oh,
2: so
3: good. So good. a great so idea.
2: Good. <laughs> let, me just, let me just reload with some bubblegum grape grape juice, and I'll get into it with you. <laughs> the Because I'm out. Let's
1: do it. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I've uh, been moving this so long, and it is time for... Slices! All right. What
2: do you have, Jesse? All right. I have one that is a, a, a strange mystery that the nation of Japan is very eager to get to the bottom of. I don't know if you guys heard about this story, um, but something uh, so, you know, Japan and its neighboring countries uh, frequently dispute where lines in territorial waters uh, exist, you know, and. Um, Land borders are easy. A lot of times it's, you know, a river or it's it's just a straight up border and there's walls. But out at sea, sometimes those lines get a little burr, a little blurred. And depending on various maritime laws, as longtime listeners know, I'm an expert in the topic of sea law. Uh, you know, oh, it, it depends on that. the proximity to land that is held by the country. That's why one island in Japan is so important. Annie, I sent you the name of this island. I wonder if you could yeah. read it to me. It's a very easy sure, word Sure, with out. pleasure.
3: Um, the name of the island is Isan Bihanakita Kojima.
2: There you go. Perfect. Perfectly <laughs> delivered. I'm summer. I'm per- yeah, summer. Yeah, I feel
3: like I've... Perfectly I've, here's delivered. Here's what I do know is I said every letter you sent me. I'm not sure if I said them correctly, <laughs> but I said every
2: letter. Yeah, it's close enough. Anyway, this particular island is important because it determines the furthest out point of some territorial waters uh, that China is also interesting interested in claiming. Um, and so, recently, an author of a book who is an expert in these different islands, there's a series of them out there that that is in J- Japan territorial waters went out to visit this one for research for his book and discovered something very interesting. The island, all
3: the letters from the alphabet, live there. That's what
2: he figured <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. If you're good, there you go. Uh, the island has gone missing. <gasps> what? The island that is, is uh this outpost of territorial waters has disappeared, um and there's no one is actually sure why. People have theories but no one can confirm why um you know the last time it was actually technically surveyed was around like the late 80s um and it was there and it was still 4 feet above sea level at high tide um so you know the 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 sea level hasn't risen 4 feet in, since the late 80s and so uh, it's not just like it's sh- you know was uh, swallowed up by the rising seas right. um but you know there the other th- weird thing is that no major like typhoons have swept through the area since then. You know like in Hawaii recently they had that big hurricane and it and it washed away an island. So no one is quite sure what has happened to this island. They think you know maybe it's it's dramatic erosion. They don't know why it would have eroded that quickly. Um but it's created like this a uh, geopolitical conflict and if Japan can't find the island, they're going to lose some of their territorial water. So it could have been like misplaced on maps, but they think that's unlikely. They don't think that it's underwater. They think it, it's possible that it eroded, but they don't have any evidence of that. Uh, so there is a island that has gone missing off the coast of Japan. OK, that's really cool. Tyler, <sighs>
0: Ty- Tyler, what are your theories uh, to come to mind? OK, uh, <laughs> Good. Let's so hear the, the first one is just like the, one of the most obvious ones is that there's been, by my count, since the late 80s, uh, no fewer than three Godzilla attacks on Japan. Very easy to see how in yeah. the whole and the hubbub, an island could go yeah. missing. Yeah. In the middle of that. But I'm also, I like the idea of an island heist, like that somebody just wanted an island. And <laughs> I don't know what the making. I don't know how you would do it.
2: I, I don't know how you would either, but there, <laughs> those would be those incentives, there would be incentives for another country to steal or destroy the island. Uh, no one's suggesting that, but there are very there's a lot of um, a lot at stake at the existence of this island. So your idea of it being stolen isn't actually completely Im- outside the realm of possibility
0: because it literally does shrink then the actual like. Square mile total square mileage of the nation of Japan, right? Like, exactly. It in, another world. Play, in another country, can go now try to claim those waters.
3: I mean, can I just assume that no one lived on this island that disappeared? It was
2: uninhabited. It was uninhabited. Right. Though weirdly, uh, a few years ago, there was a plane crash and the survivors ended up on that island. And, and they reported a smoke monster. They reported polar bear. Yeah. Yeah. There were some others there. Uh, no one knows why it disappeared. But, my uh,
0: is my theory is coming together a little bit, although it does get a little hard to follow in the last thirty minutes. So you're going to want to stick with. It. I will say this:
2: that what actually happens in the end is pretty disappointing. You're not going to get any closure. Oh yeah, um, yeah and like it. it was you know there's a lot of questions intentionally unanswered, and people are upset about it still to this day. Um, <laughs> so you know, don't dig too far deep. Don't get too invested in what happened to this island because they're going to string you along for like. Two, two extra seasons than necessary <laughs> and giving one of the worst season finales.
3: I mean, what in is the history of TV, timeout, TV timeout. Damien, Lindelof, you knew what? what you did. If our scientists who went to go find our island with all the letters just didn't go the right place, like it's not it's like possible. a street where you have a favorite restaurant and you pull up and it's become a different restaurant or right. it doesn't exist anymore. This is the ocean. There's no street signs. My guess is he just took a wrong turn.
2: I mean, it's possible, but they have, like, satellites and stuff, too. No, that's can, what you yeah. think,
3: Jesse. Don't space camp me. I don't believe
2: me <laughs> <that> you <laughs> <see in> your
0: <laughs> satellites. It goes yeah. to space yeah, camp don't. for three days, comes back thinking right. he's some <laughs> sort of <laughs> island <laughs> scientist. Universe
3: expert. Okay, Jesse. You land one (laughs) one rocket with your hatch open or whatever, and now you think you know everything.
2: Can I get, okay, I know we we got a lot to get to today, so I'm going to keep this very brief, but it's an update on our previous slice um, that we actually had Science Mike on to talk about. uh, This is two kind of weird sci-fi ones today, but hey, they're both true and in the news. Um, uh, Do you remember last year, we had Science Mike on to talk about it, when there was this weird cigar-shaped object oh, yeah. blasting yeah. through the solar system that yeah. scientists have ah. never seen before. Right.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, and Our first very- intergalactic, it was like the first intergalactic item we've confirmed to actually come into our solar system, our galaxy from a ne- yeah, different it galaxy, right? Yeah, from a right? different yeah.
1: galaxy, right, yeah.
2: And, and you know, the, the shape is what made it so odd because most of the time, just the way that meteors and things hurtle through space, they don't end up elongated like that, you know, um, at least not that we've ever observed, especially going... Uh, solar system to solar system or galaxy to galaxy. So a pair of Harvard researchers next week are releasing a paper where they theorize, this is a quote, the object may be a fully operational probe sent intentionally to Earth's vicinity by an alien organization or I alien civilization. This, Their theory, they these are Harvard researchers say that listen, Woo-hoo. you have to put on the table because we don't have any explanation for it. You have to put on the table that it's intentionally shaped like a ship that could right. hit light would hit its surface and that's how it's powered, galaxy to galaxy, with some sort of like basically operating like a light sail. But the most efficient way to get it here is to shape it like that. And they're releasing a whole paper on this. So, you know, crazy like
0: one look at Earth and keep walking. I like
3: that. But I also think it's funny that that they that they pre warned us they were releasing a paper. I'm like, none of us are going to read a like movie paper. trailer. We're it's like a movie it. trailer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But we're never going to read the paper. You know what
2: it is? You know, what it is. It's my recap of lost is what it is. You don't need to watch it. <laughs> compelling characters, interesting it. mysteries that you'll never know the answers right, to. Jesse. And it ends in like a dream. So you can send a church. Who cares? Spoiler That's alert. Right. And don't That's watch right. it. This is the same thing. I don't want to read. I don't want to read a 25 page Harvard research paper. I want to read what they just released as a quote. I just want you to
3: tell me that that is an alien spacecraft and it's sorted out.
0: Yeah. My understanding is they, they can't definitively rule out that it's not an extraterrestrial probe come here to just see yeah, what's They're not, not saying, saying going it is, on. but
2: they're saying if you're looking kind at, of
0: saying it... I mean, they're kind of saying it. Gosh,
2: is. I want that
3: to be true so bad. It's, Y'all don't even know. I want that to be true so bad. They're saying
2: it's 100% it's aliens and they're coming for us. And it's time, yeah. it's
1: time to mount... It's time to get Space Force going. I, I, I remember when Science Mike came on it, you know, and he showed us the picture of it because this is an audio podcast. I, I uh, How big is it? Can we tell? Is it the size of a bus? Is it the size of Earth? Is it... I mean, we know it's, we know it's cigar-shaped, but for it to get picked up on these on our cameras, our deep space cameras, it has to be sizable, right? Isn't it quite large? So, so, so if it is an alien invasion, they're they're bringing enough aliens with them to actually invade. This is a real caravan of of invasion <laughs> coming. Oh, yeah. We're working. We're, we're looking at the wrong caravan. That's what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> yeah, but, but they don't. They don't even have speculated that anyone's
2: on this uh, thing. They, they think it could be some sort of like research probe. That is, you know, like we send satellites out to like snap pictures and we get them close enough where we can get some accurate data about other planets. They're saying, you know, we we you have to be open to the possibility. This is another civilization civilization potentially doing the same thing. You know. It's within the realm realm of plausibility. They're not saying it's likely, but it's certainly plausible from what they've seen of this object. The main thing is, they've never seen anything like this enter our solar system. Like, it just doesn't
1: really
0: happen. Most of the stuff. It's still many light years out, I'm assuming. Like, this thing is an impending.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like it's like kind of like a slowly moving, like almost if you were gonna like walk a couple thousand miles, you know, it's moving slowly towards us. It's so not it's through, like, imminent. They didn't have
0: time to capitalize it for, for the midterms last week.
1: Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> is that oh, gosh. the media <laughs> dropped the ball on this one?
2: Yeah. A, a difference between this and like Haley's comment. Like Haley's comment comes around ever so many years
1: because every Jesse, seventy-five years, Jesse, seventy-five years. So when I saw it in the eighties, I thought. I hope I'll be alive to see it in my in my 80s. Actually, you here's know, the thing, so. but that's like the
2: reason we see it is because it's you know in orbit, in like a an orbit in our solar system that yeah. comes back around. This thing is like blasting through it, which is really weird. They've never seen something like this. So I don't know. I'm not saying it's aliens, but I'm just saying I I'd prepare. I I'd prepare the invasion. I'd prepare for the,
1: for the it's invasion. space force. <laughs> it's space force on the line now. Do we have a, a timeline of light years? Like how how far away is it? And like. Is it it's coming? Re- it's reasonably
2: close to Earth, but I don't think it's close enough for us to get anything to it. It's moving too fast. Mm. Um, so, so, I mean, it's within a proximity, It's within a proximity that we can detect it and know what shape it is, but it's not like we can go there and catch up to it. You it know?
1: might be just passing through. It might be going to another galaxy and this is just a drive-by. Yeah, exactly. We're not the ones. We're not the ones who... They might take one look at Earth and be like, "Uh, no, thank you. We'll
0: we'll (laughs) wait for the next pit stop. You don't
3: have to go home, but you can't stay
2: here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, what do you have, Huck? All right. So, uh this is a this is a study. I've actually put a lot of thought into this. So, I'm glad to see that me and the scientists. I, I
2: when you said this to me, I I'm glad you brought it because I've been interested in this topic as well.
0: I think it's an I think it's an interesting whatever. dark like kind of black mirror-esque moral yeah. conundrum. Yeah. Um, that has to do with the with the coming advent of self driving cars. Uh, as we know, self driving cars are they, they're in existence, but there's a lot of uh, they're they're still working a lot of bugs out. But the question that's being posed by ethicists, uh, especially eth- ethicists in the technology sphere, is what what sort of choices and programming are we going to put into these self driving cars? When they have to make moral decisions that we make as people on the road, uh, not irregularly, where there's a, perhaps there's an unavoidable collision um, between two people or two different groups of people. How do you choose uh, which way Like if way there's a go?
3: turtle in the road or something.
0: Right. Yeah. If you've got a turtle versus a cat, if you've got a uh, uh, maybe an old person versus a young person, a school bus versus a uh, a bus of uh, like inmates going to jail, like what sort of or, or decisions even,
2: would you make? Or even at what, what what point do you protect the life of the driver over the life of you know? Right.
0: I uh, go uh, off the road in or- so that this uh, so that the school bus or the bus of folks going to you know go. To feed the whales get, can continue on what they're doing, and my idiot self just dies, and that, that's not <laughs> yeah. net lo- the net <laughs> loss to humanity is much less. So uh, researchers to this is over. Uh, they. 233 different countries. Uh, they collected the data, almost 40 million individual decisions from respondents all told. And they put together an actual list of different people uh, and uh, animals from different walks of life, different age groups about given the choice between who you think would be the safer bet the more moral decision to hit to strike with your car if there was no other option how they believe these cars should be programmed so for example uh, most people said that they would prefer and this is very obvious some obvious ones like a stroller versus a cat well obviously you you, yeah hit the cat instead of hitting the stroller but then here's here's what they
2: didn't say though and here's the twist yeah uh, there there's a cat in the stroller. And it was <laughs> a cat <in> the <laughs> Dude, it's, it's, they, they, I, These scientists I, are in a difficult um, position. Yeah. I, have,
1: I have a neighbor that every... I know crazy small dog people, a lot of them have strollers, but yeah. I have a neighbor who every day, twice a day, walks by my house, pushing the stroller with her dogs in it. As it, like walking the dogs. It's not like an occasional thing Or I took them to the market, so I brought the stroller. She walks the dogs around the neighborhood in the stroller. Every day, twice a day, and I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. The dog's got the greatest life ever. He just chills out, doesn't even have to walk
2: around the neighborhood and just gets fed. <laughs> just <laughs> gets <laughs> if she food. feels
1: obligated to get them the fresh air, why not get them the exercise? I don't understand. It doesn't. I mean, they're
0: they're in they're in good shape. Actually, we should all be taking the stroller more because the stroller was the absolute peak of the top of the list nobody really? did, there is no circumstance under which people would suggest
1: swerving for the stroller instead right. of wow. away from it so you're saying uh, we should all fool the the impending apocalypse of self-driving vehicles by taking strollers with us at all times
0: i, I think adult strollers would be a way to, if you can motorize that puppy you're in good you're good to go you're done yeah that's it Right. And you're well, laying
2: back. I mean, well, you're essentially suggesting we become like the people in Wally. Um yeah. you know, I but, uh, you know. But it's a good decision.
1: It's a smart yeah, exactly. decision. Well, that wasn't, a, that wasn't a moral tale or anything or a foreshadowing. No. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. That was a whimsical, a whimsical movie <laughs> oh, for children Lord. with no underlying
2: lessons about yeah. waste, consumption, and uh, the pinning future of humanity. It was, yeah. it was just a funny little Disney little, movie. little <laughs> robot love <laughs> <story. laughs> little, <laughs> <robot laughs> little robot Cute love story. story.
0: Yeah. Um, a little further down the list, uh they uh respondents slightly preferred uh hitting a female doctor over a male doctor. It's a, it wasn't much, but Bless it was notable, Lord. but it was t- statistically significant. And they would and both genders of doctors uh were preferred they would prefer to hit over a female athlete. Uh so somebody who had a lot to get like uh had a lot to give out there on the on the football field or something, um, and then a female That's athlete right. would be less likely to get hit than a female executive, like a female bu- uh, a business person, and then at the bottom of that list comes the male athlete who would be the most likely to get hit out of all of them. Um, <laughs> I was also a little surprised that uh, they brought weight into this. A pretty far down the list would be a large woman, is the way this is put. Oh. Uh, who is a? Uh, it'd be more likely to be hit. They prefer to be hit over a male executive or a male athlete, and all of that goes above a homeless person uh, who was beat out only by a dog, a cat, and a criminal. Oh, oh my gosh.
2: gosh! So, so the, wow. like this Jeez. data isn't actually going to be used to 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 inform. Clear, yeah,
0: this is not official programming. This is just how people uh, across 230 different countries. Uh, what they felt like the moral programming should be or how they would program oh, wow, it. Wow, the the wow. crazy
2: thing is the, these are decisions that people who program the artificial intelligence in all, fully autonomous driving cars, they, that they have to program it to make one of them, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's right. a re, very real thing that is going to become a part of our futures, assuming that self-driving cars continue to uh,
1: they take off the way that they have been over the past couple of years. Well I mean uh, T- Tesla just restarted their their road testing for their self-driving car. They had been on the on ice for a year after the fatal accident a year ago which was not the fault of the cars but they still went back and like improved the safety, improved the algorithms and all that kind of stuff and and just just a few days ago they started doing the road tests again. So yeah, I mean this is definitely you know, not... This is not like a caravan of aliens coming towards us. This is like next year. This will be hitting the streets. This is already becoming an issue
0: that ethicists are going to have to work through. are yeah. already are, obviously, right. working through. Right. The bottom of the list, these are the... These were the... Uh, it, if you had to hit somebody, these were the most... These are the most likely people to be hit out of all the different demographics they sent out. Um, bottom three. At the top of the bottom three, a dog. So a, a dog is uh, not exactly... Top of the food chain or anything, but a dog is above a criminal. So people would what? prefer would prefer to hit a criminal over a dog and then a cat is the lowest one. Cat to the bottom oh, Here's yes. my question.
1: They're they're programming in for the car to distinguish, you know, an executive and an athlete by, you know, clothing choices, you know, and a homeless person clothing choice. What's the clothing choice that identifies the criminal? Is it like they're all dressed up like the hamburglar? Well, and then right, the- right. yeah, the
3: white it's Collar criminals are going to get away with everything and never yeah. get hit by a car. Hey, and a white yeah. but, collar but, but criminal you, in,
1: a, in a
2: stroller, he's home free. But if yeah, you, yeah. I will say this, if you are wearing a mask just over your eyes, yeah. one of those little beanies right. and a striped suit with a loot bag over your shoulder, you better yeah. watch out. There's cars basically going to be aiming for you. Those <laughs> just keep a cat with you at all times
0: as a decoy. <laughs> Throw the cat. About five feet away from you, it chases the cat. You're you're scot free.
1: Yeah, you don't have to be faster than the self driving car. You just have to be faster <laughs> than the cat. Yeah,
0: I, yeah. but I do. Th- I think that probably you're talking about getting into uh, you know a a, a a like data collection from social media feeds that I think different private. Uh, self-driving car manufacturers could potentially get into to know more about us than we want to. That's we're already moving that direction. Uh, it's not too hard for me to see how that could jump into using that for the programming for these. You're things. saying
1: that your GM vehicle would not only identify that there's a person in the way, but it, you're saying that some sort of database it would be able to identify the person because the face faker. It- Face recognition, recognition and who they are, yeah. what they do, if they have a criminal record and whether or not to target them. That's a lot of computations in a split second. But
2: yeah, but but if I, you hear Elon Musk talk about the computations that it takes to for all four tires to operate differently while driving quickly through the ice or snow, it's like these machines are making decisions at an incomprehensible
0: pace. Like, yeah. yeah, I yeah. think it's incomprehensible. No, it's incomprehensible. Is even less comprehensible. Wow. Incomprehensible is like it's like negative comprehensible. Oh, no, it's, it's face, Specifically,
2: go Jesse. It's specifically as it pertains to technology created by Elon Musk. I'm sorry to drop that bomb on you guys. But <laughs> it's So
0: and incomprehensible. I, I don't mean they to make, they make you create look a new foolish. word For Elon Musk's technology, I double. I double
1: down. I never apologize. I only double down
2: and
4: further.
1: <laughs> so humans will have to, ethicists uh, will have to tell the machines what life to value and then the machines and and in some instances will have to use that feed of information to kind of make its own evaluations and stuff. And that and so now robots are gonna be choosing what life deserves to live. And that is that's crazy. That's the Terminator. And what this
0: survey doesn't get into, but obviously will also be a question is the intersectionality of some of these people. What about a an old male doctor? You know, somebody who's, but some of these doctors are around into their 70s or even
1: doctors. In their is he old enough to need a wheelchair, which might be perceived to be a stroller?
3: Oh, yeah. Is wheelchair on there? Huh?
1: Wheelchair is not on here.
3: All right. What do you have, Annie? Well, I bring better news than either of two Yahoo, either you two Yahoo's brought. Okay, so this is such <laughs> wait, a, sweet wait, wait. Story. a
1: caravan of alien invaders. Yes. And also, your cars Actual are alien going. Invaders. We're yeah. not
0: this, we're not robotic uh, alien stuff. weaponized right. cars. Yeah, yeah, you're right.
1: Okay.
3: And luckily for you, I've got a better story than either of those. Good. Um, there is a donut store in. Seal Beach, California, owned by John Chan and his wife, Stella. They've owned it for 30 years. And it's like one of those like staples in the neighborhood that everybody knows and loves. Have y'all heard this story yet?
1: Yeah, I can't wait. I have a Great. staples in my neighborhood. Oh, boy. Is, so, yours, now, is yours home to a cute
2: little donut shop operated by a husband <laughs> and wife right back by the inkjet uh, refills?
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> I mean, do, do you know that I have like donuts for my kryptonite? Like donuts. Oh, for my, I didn't uh, know my, that. Oh, you're oh, gonna my, love this absolute, story. My, absolutely, my guilty pleasure. I live same, for same.
3: Same. Okay, so John and Stella own the shop. At 30 years, they have been working there and making donuts for people. And about a month ago, Stella suffered a brain aneurysm, and and everybody in the neighborhood kind of heard about it and John and his sister-in-law were still coming in and making donuts every day because they still had to pay the bills and keep the shop open and everybody in the neighborhood, like all these people who have been buying donuts for years heard the story and they have started buying all the donuts by 7.30 in the morning so that he can close the shop and go be with his wife at the nursing home where she is now because of her brain aneurysm. So starting at 4.30 every morning, he puts out the same amount of donuts he's always done and the whole neighborhood 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 is just rallied and every morning they are selling out by 7 30 with the purpose of we are doing this so that you can close the shop and go be with stella isn't that awesome
0: very sweet story it also makes me wish that more activism like acts of kindness involved just eating just eating more donuts (laughs) like an (laughs) incomprehensible amount of donuts
1: incomprehensible good call
2: because, because you bring them home and your family's like Uh, Seriously, you brought another three dozen donuts to eat? You're like, I'm hoping the neighbors. Just lay off me. And you're like,
0: just (laughs) eating a donut. I'm going to go start buying all the donuts from all the donut shops in town on the off chance that they need to go home early that day. Consider consider this a a
2: preemptive act of kindness. Give me all the donuts. All of that.
0: Better safe than sorry. They're like, but seriously, the, the, there's a huge life. line
1: behind you. Everybody wants donuts. Give me them all. No. I'm helping. Yeah. I'm,
2: I'm here to help. And I'll give me the. And
1: they're like, well, now, now we have to rush and make a whole new batch. You're making our day a lot harder. And Tyler's like, I don't no. care. I'm doing it because I'm kind. I'm here to help. Give me the extra ones too. Well, I'm gonna sit here until <laughs> I'll take the donuts. <laughs>
2: just, just until stop you stop cooking. That's all I'll right. Be, I'll Everyone be back leave. in ten minutes. I'm here and I'm doing a good
0: deed. Now get out. Yeah. Huck, <laughs> what is
3: your donut of choice that is so kryptonite for you?
0: Uh, I do. I've. I mean, it's very close to me, but I do like Five Daughters down yeah. here, right next to Ugly Mugs. But there's a new spot that opened up uh, just down the street on Gallatin here that Liz and I
1: checked out over the weekend, and it's not bad. They're they're clipping at Five Daughters' heels. Hey, Tyler, I'll take you on a tour of, of donuts next time you're down here. We have a place called Orlando. Oh, Orlando right? like donuts, oh, and then gosh. and also a uh, voodoo uh, voodoo donuts opened here.
2: Really, I Portland. will say I will say you get it, you get hexed. You do get hexed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they use magic to create the donuts. They never run out. It makes my yeah. good deed much harder to do, but I'm persistent.
2: I'll say this, I'll, my favorite donut flavor. If you guys haven't had it, it's unbelievable. It's grape vape juice flavor. Oh man. Oh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> You're so gross is
0: definitely um only sold at
1: select gas stations behind the counter. <laughs> All right, on that note, that'll Very do emphasizes. Stay tuned. Up next, the lone bellow join us. You're listening to Dennis Lloyd, the song is Nevermind. All right. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Mike Posner, this song about you. Well, on their current trio tour, the Lone Bellow performs stripped down versions of some of their best new songs and even a few covers. An intimate performance also captured on their new EP, The Restless. Using a one mic sound, the EP finds the Lone Bellow cutting right to the core of their music in raw, soulful arrangements. We recently talked with The Lone Bellow about the EP and the power of unplugging. Here's part of our conversation with The Lone Bellow.
4: Say that I love me water under the bridge. What are you waiting for? You the seem to make it through the door. And who are you hiding?
0: What do you think cuz I've I've uh, we were talking about you guys live show earlier today on the relevant podcast and it's a really special time but but what do you think it is about that about losing the backing band you have a very good backing band we're, we're not like dragging them obviously about losing the backing band how why does that just feel more intimate I guess is the word what happens so, I
4: mean, I think just like sonically for one, there's nowhere to hide. You don't sure. have a rhythm section that you're working with. So you can be pretty open in the moment to just like really whatever you're feeling. You feel like slowing the song down or stopping it completely for a second. to sense what might be happening in a room, you have the freedom to do that. I mean, we obviously like, we love the five piece band. Sure. Now we'll make a new record pretty soon and we'll obviously have like all sorts of sounds on it. I, I think we wanted uh, the like the sonic difference. And really the room that you're in kind of becomes another one of the instruments. And just like has this back and forth pool with what is happening with the music. Tell her to stay I'm afraid of a moment
0: terms of so when you think about what's going to happen next with your band you mentioned that you're doing a lot of songwriting. Um, what direction do you, are you looking to go from here?
4: A lot of stuff that's been happening uh, writing-wise with the band is just I think we, and me especially, I've, I've always been a pretty like inward-focused kind of songwriter. My songs always kind of came from like my personal journeys and walk of life kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm definitely at a place right now where I'm just more interested in what's going on outside of me (laughs) and inside of me. I guess there's, there's just a lot of stories that these songs are are forming around. I think it's going to be more outward focused. Than anything we've ever done. Am I the one you think about when you send me a fame chair, chicken, pink rabbits? Am I the one to think about when you send me a faint chair, chicken, pink rabbits?
0: Do you, because you've written about some some really personal things in your life, Uh, do you think now as you've tried to turn your attention to a little more, to some. Some outward things, some things you're observing on your neighborhood and just in the country in general right now. Um, which is harder? Is it harder to be vulnerable about your own personal experiences, things that you're thinking and experiencing? Or is it harder to, to try to boil down what everybody is seeing into something that is, that is fresh and that I resonates? Think I'm
4: actually still, it's still coming from like a pretty vulnerable personal place because. The songs aren't—they're not like a summary of what we're saying. It's—it's more along the line of like things that we're personally personally experiencing,
1: Uh
4: either like emotionally or physically, like in our own lives. It's just—it's just where our lives are at right now. Yeah, I think that vulnerability is probably the most important thing in music in general. So it's really important to me to try my best to put myself in, in that place, whether that's like at a show or whether that's writing a song or recording a record. So I think it's just like a maybe a different, a different color of vulnerability this time around. Where like say in the past, it's been about like my marriage or my fears and being alone. And this time it's about like the boys down the street Mm -hmm. that wander around on their bikes all day and they show up at my house and have dinner with us and they are staring at reality that I never had to stare at when I was 11 years old. (laughs) It's a different life. So it's just, it's things like that, that like vulnerability is still key. It's, It's still the... Uh, the motivation, but it's like I want to try to tell some other people's stories that I feel are important right now to, to try to tell. Oh, the restless How do I get through Did the weight of the world Break it right in two I know you got your heart
1: to keep head oh, the restless. That was the lone bellow. Check out their new EP, The Restless. It's out now. Alright, stay tuned. Up next, Ask Janie. <laughs> <laughs>
4: This empty space. you're listening
1: to James Arthur This empty space I've been doing things I should all right well as you guys know for the last few months we've been doing this on our Tuesday show uh, you guys have been sending us your life conundrums your your, your big questions uh, and you've been asking Jesse for advice on what to do uh, you've been using hashtag ask Jesse on Twitter uh, you guys have been hitting us up at relevant podcast. Uh, we've been keeping our eye on the feed. The way this works is Jesse hasn't seen these questions. We are nope. we are uh, curating them behind the scenes, and we will toss them to him live and get his off the cuff best advice. Uh, Annie wants to join the fun. and so I mean, does this, she- this is now for one week. We will see how it goes. Ask <laughs> <No>. Janny.
2: <laughs> we had oh, to make it, we had to make it ask Jannie because the alternative was, Ask a- see. And we shouldn't... <laughs> that wouldn't work. And that
3: hashtag's taken.
2: That wouldn't work. I don't know if you need to bleep that. I didn't say it. I'm just saying what the words combined. We had two options. That I think we made sure. the right one. Sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or A**y. I
2: don't think it quite gets the same. It's A**y. It's A**y. <laughs> it's, it's
1: all right um, so okay Emily Bader uh, asked Jesse I'm graduating college in December and I'm trying to figure out what I should do next before I start grad school in the fall I have about eight months to fill what should I do
2: gosh hmm Eight months. That's, eight uh, months. yeah, Annie, I, w- I want to hear what you, you would probably say yeah. go on some grand adventure. I want to hear what, what, what you're saying. I mean, so.
3: I would say eight months is a long time. So I would say either see some, if you, depending on what kind of money you have, Yeah, get months. a
1: job. I don't know.
3: Yeah. That's what I thought too, Cameron. I was like, get a job, <laughs> like make some money for eight months so that you can go to grad school, go on a little vacation. But yeah. I'd say get a job and go on a little vacation and at some point. Eight
2: months is the perfect amount of time to. A, assemble a crew. Two, weed out (laughs) members of the crew are going to hold you back. Three, decipher a plan for the world's greatest heist. And four, execute said heist and fund your grad school. Eight months, get to it. Easy peasy, Annie. There you have two decisions, friend. Two decisions, (laughs) make
1: the right
3: one. Emily, I think you know what to do, and that's the heist.
1: Uh, Terry Lynn asked Jesse, what's the best way to gain more confidence at work and cement my dominance in the office? Terry with an eye is a girl, by the way.
2: Oh, it doesn't matter gender for this one.
1: It's no, very I'm just easy. saying it is a unique thing that uh, yeah. she seems like a very nice person, very kind person. She she, she wants, wants to gain to more cement. confidence at work, but now she wants to cement her dominance in the office. It sounds like she's on the on the
2: verge of being dominant, you know, but it's kind of like waffling, you know. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Sure. you know, I, right. First, so she
3: should just be nice to people.
2: Oh, that's the opposite. She's going to get <laughs> do the opposite of that because guess what? Nice people are dominant people. People who shout at least have a shouting outburst at least twice a day. That's the people. That's the person no one wants to cross. I think she needs to roll up <laughs> her sleeves and get get prepared to hurt some feelings, but mainly just shouting, having a and shouting out for sure
3: with based on her wording, you were going to in my head. I knew you were going to answer somehow using real cement. I thought for sure that that's what your brain was going to churn out.
2: I mean, if she feels like it needs to go there, I think, uh, you know, she can, you know, cement door, cement close the door to the office of her closest rival to send a message. But I think <laughs> just I think just shouting, you don't okay. here's the thing, Terry, Tori, Terry, Terry, I, I, Terry, I, Terry. It doesn't even, Your shouting doesn't even have to be directed at anyone. People just right. know that you can't. You can't be the one who's crossing this office. So yeah. just be right in the middle of the day and go. This will never happen again. I promise. <laughs> and yeah. then and then act like nothing happened. Right. <laughs> you don't have to be referring to, anyone. they don't know that. They just know don't cross Terry. She will shout, you know, just random shouting outbursts at different times in the day and just say, I guarantee this is the last time that will ever happen to me. No one's crossing Terry or you can try Annie and be nice to
1: everybody. Right. All right. Ben Martin asks, my wife and I live in an upstairs apartment and my downstairs neighbor constantly thinks we're making too much noise and voices his opinion by banging on his ceiling when we're just doing things like walking around. What do I do? Asked Jesse. Mm. Annie, Annie, <laughs> let, let's hear what let's hear what your advice
2: is. Because
3: well, here's what's going wrong in my head. In
2: flowers or chocolates or well, donuts. What's going or something. wrong
3: in my head is I'm not coming up with true answers. I'm coming up with what I think your answer is going to I be. I want to hear.
2: I want to hear what yours is. <laughs> my
3: is. true answer, if this because I live in that situation where I live above someone else, and I think about my walking, I would say it probably is worth a real conversation. I know that sounds. Very simple. But I would think having an actual conversation and seeing what their schedule is. Why is this going wrong? What can we do to help? Uh, Go downstairs, knock on the door, have a conversation.
2: Socks only. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's terrible advice, Annie, because this is not (laughs) a conversation. It's going to be settled by words. This is there's only one winner. And I'm sorry, you live upstairs. What's the guy's name? Ben Martin. Ben Martin, in, you know, in one way you lose, because listen, if they're banging, that means they can hear every step. And that's not fair on them, Ben. Right. So in a way you lose, but in a way you win, because Ben, you and your wife are going to live all of your life inside with indoor rollerblades. You are scooting around silently. Oh, my <laughs> blading, spinning. Wait, but
3: rollerblades make sound the whole time, Jesse. They're not. Invisible, they sound like wheels all the time.
2: Well, it's not a perfect solution, but it's better than, than someone dancing around. Better than sounding like someone's got a tech upstairs. You're softly and silently <laughs> having the time of your life rollerblading around your own home. It's the only way to resolve this is, is to wear rollerblades inside the home. I'm surprised How? you didn't get that one.
3: <laughs> yeah, I am, this one I am seems surprised very obvious. that I didn't yeah. catch that on my own as yeah, well.
2: I am too, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I would not suggest going down and having a conversation. It's going to get ugly. That's just going to like, go to Walmart, get some blades, get some blades, go to the blade store.
1: All right, uh, Jesse, Enrique Diaz is asking for some financial advice. He says, a loved one just gave me $1,500 to invest, but should I? How? What else should I spend it on? Okay, Annie,
2: you are up first, and then I will proceed I to know. pitch oh, Enrique a business idea <laughs> <laughs> and give him the oppo- opportunity, really, an opportunity of a lifetime. Annie, you go first. Enrique, uh, fifteen hundred dollars. start making I the checkout.
3: You just put it in savings so that you have an emergency fund. Actually, it, genuinely, if someone handed me $1,500 today, I would save 1000 and I would go do something fun with 500 That's what I would do.
2: Okay. Well, I'll tell you what kind of return that's going to get about 3% and that's nothing on 1500. That's terrible advice. This is, this is play money. <laughs> You're playing with house money right now. Enrique, it was given to you. It was, this is, this is the, to you can You did give
3: me great advice before I went to Vegas. So I'm actually listening here, Jesse. Okay. You,
2: you, this is money that, like I said, it's house money. It's, it's, it's already lost. So why not yeah. invest it with me? I am going to, I am going to <laughs> help us get in on the ground floor uh, of uh, of a hot <laughs> new industry. And we're going to ensconch ourselves in a community uh, so much so that if if one of us, uh, you know, can't make it work, they're going to buy all of our products for them. You mm-hmm. know, we're selling our charm, our, our need to the community and serving. <laughs> it's a, It's a vape. It's a vaping donut shop. You come and vape, it's a a vape donut cafe. Uh, All the the donuts, here's the twist, Annie. All the donuts are the flavors of vape oils. And all the vape oils, all the vape oils are donut flavored. So (laughs) the the only game in town, Enrique, $1,500. I'm doing the math. That's not going to eat as much, but it's a start. You just send it my way.
1: I'll I'll, I'll figure out all the nitty gritty. You figure out the signage. We need a symbol and a
2: cool name. Oh, my gosh. So it's, it's easy, Enrique. You know how to find me.
1: Hannah Badger, Hannah Badger tweeted, says, In one month, Jesse, my car has broken down three times, gotten hit full force by a rogue deer, and every morning I spill coffee on myself. I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. I feel like I'm in a streak of bad luck. What can I do to get myself out of this attack? Quote,
2: unquote. It sounds to me like someone that the someone programmed the AI on that vehicle. In the yeah, the AI manner. on your
3: life. Whoever yeah. you programmed the AI on your life is off.
2: Yeah, and you know she's got a, she's a, in a bad turn with this vehicle. You know, I, I you know I think it's obvious that the car is haunted. And what yeah, I, I think you quit
3: drinking coffee in the morning.
2: No, no, no. The coffee's not the problem. Oh. The car. Right. The, the problem is that that car is clearly, clearly haunted. And the only thing you can do is put it up for sale for the price of fifteen hundred dollars (laughs) which you will use to match an investment by Enrique, who I will be introducing you to. And you too can be on the ground floor of a revolutionary business. It's important you don't tell the person you sell the car to it's haunted because they don't want none of that. I would say by my estimation, if you put it on Craigslist, it's just known that about 70% of the items sold on eBay or sold on Craigslist are probably haunted. haunted. So your conscience can be clear. They know there's a a risk. So did your
3: donut shop just become a donut truck?
2: Uh-huh. No, no, no. I'm using her money. I'm using the cash. We, yeah. we will oh, still, you know, there's,
1: you know, <laughs> I oh, need we're
3: doubling down. I got you. Yeah. I got Big you. Time. He just Big got
1: time. a bigger lease. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. I got yeah.
3: it.
1: Okay. Lastly, uh, there's a lot of questions, but last one uh, for nice. this week, uh, David Varela says, I just enlisted in the Navy, Jesse, and I need help shedding a few extra pounds. What do you think I should do? First off, David, thank you for your service. That's a very... He hasn't served yet. He hasn't served yet.
2: Well, he enlisted. Thank you for your... My grandfather was a naval veteran. I appreciate his service. That's right. Um, And he wants to slim down. You know, the weird thing is, I would suggest, I know a couple who could use a little extra income because I'm asking them to invest $1,500. How is this couple going to get this $1,500? Yeah. Turns out they need a roommate. And it turns out in this apartment, you rollerblade everywhere you go. It's the perfect calorie burning solution. Yeah. Call up, what is his name, Brian or something? Call up Brian they, they, they're going to, they're going to want to get in the business, in? move in as a roommate, use his, his rent to, to buy into my biz and have him rollerblading around. He's ready. He's ready for naval service wow. in no time because he's not walking. He's blading and it's a, it's a calorie burning machine, Annie. And we have another partner <laughs> for our business. What's your advice? You have
3: built a thing. To, no, I'm not. I have nothing but agreement with you on this one. He should lose weight by moving in with two strangers in a different city that um, want you want them to rollerblade around their house constantly. I think that's very sound.
2: I'm glad we're on the same page today. We're
3: on the same page today, buddy. I'm so
2: with you. Another successful. Another successful. Asked. (laughs) 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry J- Janie. jane J- whatever, whatever. Well, that was very a great, successful that was a great ask Janie. uh if you want to get your life conundrum sorted out on the air next week hit us up on twitter at relevant podcast and use hashtag ask jesse just do be aware that activist and actor jesse williams also occasionally uses hashtag ask jesse so actor and activist jesse williams might be answering your life conundrums as well. I so. wish he
2: would. If He's you, if you didn't
0: hear a question answered on here, maybe
2: head over to Jesse Williams' Twitter feed. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> extending once again, I do this every week. Jesse Williams, you're welcome to
1: come on and answer some questions with us. I wish Go. he would.
3: Yeah. I wish he would. Come so, on, Jesse so Williams. So
1: then it'd be, uh, ask Jannie. No. Yeah. Ask double J. Ask Williams. J? I, and behind Jannie Williams. <laughs> well, many thanks to the Lone Bellow for joining us. Remember their new EP, the restless is out now. You can follow them on Twitter at the Lone Bellow. And if they are touring near you, do yourself a favor and go see them. And Hey, uh, don't forget our new online store is up now. If you like the podcast and you want some mugs or, or shirts or things uh, go check it out. It's at store.relevantmagazine.com. Um, it's, I don't know. I really like the selection, and every week we're adding new stuff. So keep checking back if you've been there before. Um, there's the all new Relevant Store, and remember, the new issue of Relevant is available now. Lauren Daigle is on the cover. Uh, there's some great content in it. We have a incredible piece with Mark Wahlberg. Um, there's it's just chock full. Uh, you can get it on newsstands nationwide, like most Barnes and Nobles. You can also subscribe now at RelevantMagazine.com and there's a great deal going on right now. And you can give it as a gift. It's a good holiday gift if you want to uh, give the gift that keeps on giving. If you go to relevantmagazine.com slash give, uh, there's a special deal for gift subscriptions during the holiday season. So, Well, on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. Chandler Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. Tyler Huckabee.
3: I'm Annie F. Downs.
1: We'll see you on Friday.
2: My favorite donut flavor. If you guys haven't had, it's unbelievable. It's grape vape juice flavor.
4: Relevant Podcast Network.
2: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger,
1: McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it